The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. I want to talk right now, though, about the hospitality VAT rate. So it's at 9%, uh, that special VAT rate, though it is due to expire uh, next month, as soon as next month. Uh, Barra Rowntree is with me, an economist at the ESRI. Uh, Barra, should the government persist with this plan, stick with it and let that special VAT rate expire? Uh, Absolutely. I think, you know, this is a very expensive and poorly targeted measure. It was initially supposedly a temporary measure introduced in 2011. um, And then it took about eight years before we finally increased the VAT rate again on hospitality tourism from 9 to 13.5%. And then after only a year, uh, it was reduced again, supposedly temporarily in 2020 because of the, uh, during the pandemic as a, a means of supporting restaurants. And so, you know, this has been a very long running kind of story about the, the, the rate going back to what well, is already a reduced rate of 13.5%. Um, and, and again, it is really quite an expensive measure. It's over 500 million a year. Uh, to 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 keep it at the nine percent rate. So to give you a sense of context, you know that's more much more than the two hundred euro electricity credits to every household, and it's about the same in what we spend on the housing assistance payment every year. So it, it is a very expensive measure, and it's also one that again isn't particularly well targeted. It, it, it's regressive in the sense that it primarily benefits higher income households because they're people who spend more on hospitality and leisure, um, but also you know foreign tourists. They're a big uh, uh, you know they, they, they consume lots of these services, and the reduced rate of that benefits them. So it's really hard to see a credible economic case for continuing this very expensive tax relief. And that's particularly given how strong demand is in the sector. When you have the Fiscal Council, the Central Bank and ourselves warning about the risks of, of you know, further tax cuts, increasing inflation. So if you were to extend this, you would really need to, it would mean spending less elsewhere or increasing taxes elsewhere. And I think that's a very difficult proposition. And, and that's why the Department of Finance concluded that there's no case for continuing it. Elena Fitzgerald Kane is with us, chairperson of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Elena, you're welcome to the show. Do you think the government should stick with the 9% rate? Absolutely. I suppose um, Barr just mentioned there about tax. Ultimately, the 560 million in tax that would be potentially generated from this is going to be charged onto the consumer. So if it goes up from its current rate of 9% to 13.5%, I suppose make no mistake, it's going to be passed on. And people are going to see it in every part of what they do every day. So whether it's their daily cup of tea or coffee, lunch, special occasions, weddings. Often it's been perceived as a punitive measure, but actually it's going to be an inflationary measure. It's estimated that it's going to add 4.1% to the overall food and accommodation inflation rate. So it's very serious at a time when people are really, really squeezed in terms of their own disposable incomes. Um, and equally, I suppose tourism is one of the few sectors that is lagging in terms of recovery. We haven't actually, cont- I suppose there's a perception sometimes that tourism is booming, but the reality is this sector isn't expected to recover until 2026. So it's lagging way behind in terms of restoration of employment. And we would see it as a critical measure in mm. terms of ensuring continued viability for many businesses. So, uh, Elena, is it your contention that some consumers won't pay the increased cost once it's passed on and then some of your uh, members, the people that you represent, that they will be out of business? It is on both levels. So one is, it's not that they won't pay. It, it actually often will be that they can't pay it. I mean, that's the reality of it. People are being squeezed, you know, in terms of energy, mortgages, you know, putting food on the table, etc. And we see that actually demand has plateaued off in many respects. And we see that week in, week out at the moment. You know, the other side of it is you look at certain businesses and particularly in the restaurant trade, you know, they have a large amount of money warehouse in terms of tax. They work on very, very small margins. So if you put this in place, the customer can 
can't always afford it. The business can't afford to absorb it. And when you're already in a very vulnerable state, it means, you know, that you're going to see more and more of those businesses folding. And there was a very alarming figure released yesterday around the rate that um, liquidations were occurring at a much higher level rate. And, and that's worrying, particularly as you head into the wintertime. Uh, Barra, it, it, it sounds like the, the, the cost of this might not only be financial. It sounds like it could cost in terms of business closures and jobs. I don't. I think. I think that's quite a pessimistic take, and I, I don't particularly find it very credible. I think realistically, what we'll see is that prices will go up because we know, and this is the reason why reduced rates of VAT aren't a good way of supporting any sector. Is that what we see that happens is when the VAT rate is cut, that cut isn't passed on to the consumer, but when it goes back up, we see that it is passed on. So it, it's something that we think government should try avoid in general. But also, ju- just to go back to you know, who are the people who? Will you're absolutely right. The prices will likely go up in these sectors, but who are the people who face those those prices? It tends to be higher income households. It tends to be foreign tourists. And if ultimately, and this is where what it comes down to, if the choice is between do you spend five hundred million on that or five hundred million on giving electricity credits or income tax reductions or welfare payment increases, that's Mm. the decision that you have to make. And it's incredibly hard to argue that, given the strength of demand in the economy, um, that we should be spending that five hundred million on again increasing, again extending this uh, uh, tax relief instead of the other very, very important uh, issues that we'll have to deal with, be they tax cuts in terms of income tax, be they welfare increases or, or be they energy credits. Uh, Elena, we mean we could, the way Barrett describes it, we, we, we could double the amount of money we're investing into the housing assistance payment programme or we could continue to subsidise American tourists coming to this country. But equally, you're taking it out of the pockets of the everyday Irish person in terms of because they fundamentally will be paying it in the same way that a tourist will, except there's more of a spend, obviously, in terms of direct, you know, domestic economy. The other thing I think that we should be mindful of is right now at our 9% rate, we're very much aligned with Europe. If it's increased back up by 50% to 13.5%, it will render us, I suppose, the third highest in Europe in terms of rate. And I suppose the question is, why should we be paying more here in terms of that tax? And I suppose, you know, are the consumers of Ireland happy to pay more? And fundamentally, you know, this is going to be used as a lever in terms of food and accommodation inflation. It makes no sense, and particularly at a time when people's incomes are really squeezed. In terms of the the the, the threat posed by all of this to business, uh, Elena. There, there was a special hospitality rate during the uh, austerity years in recession and, and it was increased at the end of that. And the same warnings were made on this show and elsewhere. It's going to lead to job losses. It's going to lead to business closures. That didn't happen. I suppose the difference here is you've got a legacy of those warehouse taxes built up that wasn't necessarily a thing that there was before then. Um, so why, so did, why was the, the warning issue theory. then? Well, the other thing that I as in why should we well, believe you now? I, 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 want, I want to take you at face value, but I guess I'm speaking for the lizard. Why, why should I believe Elena now when I, I heard this warning before and none of the things they warned about came to pass? Well, all we can do is work with the data that we have in front of us. So Jim Power, who is a very well-respected economist, and, and Barr will be for, familiar with him, he has done a number of different pieces in this for us. And this has also been looked at by other economists as well. And they're all yielding to the same point. It is going to add 4.1% inflation. The fact of the matter is that the tourism sector is lagging behind all other sectors. And, you know, if we really want to restore, because actually, 
in the aftermath of the last recession, it was a very real recession and very hard felt across the country, but particularly in tourism, it actually, lowering the VAT rate, proved to be a huge engine for growth in terms of restoration of employment, etc. So the proof is there in terms of what it has achieved in the past. Uh, Barra, if, if it's your argument, this is kind of a blunt instrument and it is a, a bad way to spend taxpayer, taxpayers' money, which is what effectively it is if you're reducing the VAT take by the... the a tune of 500 million euro, half a billion quid. What, what is a more efficient way of supporting businesses in the hospitality sector who may be in trouble? Or do you sure, bother so at all and you just accept that some businesses go under? That's the nature of life. Uh, so I, I think to an extent you accept that. And, and I, you know, I really don't particularly believe that we're going to see a raft of business closures because of this. It's a very minor measure in the grand scheme of things, uh, but yet it is a very expensive one. But rather, I think, you know, if, if your concern is about businesses, I think there's a question, well, why should you restrict it to small businesses? Why should you restrict it just to those in the hospitality and leisure sector? And there is something you could do to help there, right? We have a system of commercial rates, which raises about one and a half billion uh, a year in revenue. So it's, it's, it's a, a tax on the, the premises that, that businesses use. And it's incredibly poorly designed uh, um, tax. It, it really does actually uh, hurt small businesses, in particular businesses like in the hospitality and retail sector who make use of, of premises in, in you know, high-profile locations. It's not a well-designed one. There's been you know, there's calls in the Commission on Tax and Welfare, which I was part of, to replace that with a side value tax something which would just be levied on the, on, on the land cost, not the improved uh, premises. So, you know, if one wanted to support businesses, and there is a good case that you might want to, to support some smaller businesses, that's a good way to go. Instead of spending, again, this incredibly, you know, 500 million a year is a lot of money. It is what we spend on the housing assistance payment. And, and to, I, I just don't find any credible economic case for continuing for that extension, other, you know, other than it benefits uh, one particular sector and one particular set of consumers. Barbara Rowntree is an economist at the ESRI and Elena Fitzgerald Kane is chairperson of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Uh, Barra and Elena, thanks a million for joining us here on the show. The VAT rate should be the same for all sectors. Unfair to subsidise specific businesses, says one listener. Another says, why does our tourism and hospitality VAT rate have to be the highest in Europe? Our insurance costs are already amongst the highest. John says, put up the VAT on hotels, restaurants, hairdressers and barbers because when it came down, they never bought the prices down. Rip off Ireland alive and well and one more for the moment but the texts are flying in Brendan says the VAT rate is applicable to the entire tourism and hospitality industry that includes adventure activity providers attractions restaurants hotels cafes pubs hostels caravan and camping boat rental most businesses in these subsectors are running very tight margins which are being further stressed by the cost of insurance energy costs other inflationary pressures and indeed the shortage of accommodation in many destinations around the country due to government humanitarian contracts to accommodation providers. So says Brendan. Brendan, thank you for that. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.